0: Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Hey, (laughs) Erin. Hey, Emily. Let's talk about Spring Equinox. Yes, let's. So I'm here. Uh, you're If you're watching this live, you're watching this streaming on Wise Woman Witchery. We're doing this as a live event. I've invited my good friend Aaron LeFave over here onto this platform. And we're actually also recording this for our podcasts. So we each have podcasts. I have The Witch Next Door. And Aaron, would you like to talk about your podcast?
1: My podcast is an acronym, Herbs, or er, um, Herb, uh, if I could remember what my own podcast acronym is. <laughs> Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast.
0: Nice. So we are recording this live uh, for our podcasts, respectively. And uh, if you're catching this here, good morning. Happy Sunday. If you're catching this later, hello. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about spring equinox stuff. Because spring is coming. Even though... I know, Erin, where you are, it's not feeling like it, right? Right. It's not feeling like spring
1: equinox is coming. But there are little subtle signs that it's it's trying to come. And I also feel internally like I'm ready for spring. So, you know, this is the time where I want to start thinking about how I'm going to celebrate when the spring equinox hits on that, you know, day. And how I want to honor it and observe it as it comes and as it, um,
0: progresses after the equinox. Nice. Yeah. I know here. I, so I'm in Northern California and here in Northern California, it's been feeling kind of springy since like February we had, we had what we often have, which is a false spring Mm -hmm. where it gets super warm. It's like 75 degrees and you're going, what is happening? (laughs) And then all of a sudden it freezes again. So this morning there was ice on everything. Um, but because of that false spring that we get, everything went into bloom. So all the trees went into bloom. The bulbs burst forth. Everything was like, here we are. We're ready to grow. Um, and now I think some of those things got a little bit frostbitten. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Yeah. But we I are. Feel- go ahead. I think humans are the same. Like we are like, oh, it's spring. I'm just going to go out in my shorts and, you know, start doing all the things I think I can do. And then it. And then the you know it freezes again and we're like oh my gosh we're going back in it's like no
0: we were always there you should have <laughs> just realize it's kind of like false spring yes yeah you shouldn't put your sweaters back under the bed in their bin right you need to just keep them out for a little longer mm-hmm. and so the official date of spring equinox this year which is the official start of spring is the 20th of march um and you know, that, that really is a pivotal point. When the equinox hits, we actually have this day that's essentially half sunny and, half, or half light, I guess, if, if you have clouds, it's not sunny, but half light and half night. So it's sort of this moment of balance, um, and pause right. before everything goes forward. It's it
1: astronomical... Uh, spring equinox, which just means that the sun is like directly over the equator, which is this imaginary line that humans have said, like, hey, this is about halfway (laughs) of the earth. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and people's for hundreds and thousands of years have noticed this as well. Um, And so that's the, what they call astronomical or meteorological spring equinox, but we also have no meteorologist spring equinox means like your temperature is starting to change. So, you know, we have what's going on in the sun and the celestials and the heavens. And then we have what's happening down here on earth. Like you're experiencing spring differently than I
0: am. So. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and to, you know, now that we, even though it was frosty this morning, it's like all the, all the trees that have gone into bloom are starting to bud out into their leaves um and there's definitely this motion forward but where you are more in you're like so my geography sucks but uh you're more in the middle of the country right (laughs) um yeah i'm
1: touching canada border i'm in that um we call it the midwest you know it's like midwest are you west are you mid which one are you no we're just like in the weirdest place we're in the middle upper middle is where i am actually in wisconsin
0: okay So where you are, and I know also to the east of you and north and all of that is still pretty chilly.
1: Mm -hmm. So how do you
0: know? And you said you feel the shift happening in your body. But are there signs at all that are happening outside that you're like, oh, spring is coming? Well,
1: we have some (laughs) melting happening. Some of the piles of snow are smaller. So we've had some moments of uh, melting, which is interesting because spring equinox to me is very water-based to me because there's lots of melting happening. And the second thing that happens is um, some of the trees do start to, their buds start to swell a little bit. So you can see these skeleton trees with no leaves, but you can start to see all these tiny little like swelled little round things. And that's their buds starting to respond to extra sunlight that they're noticing happening.
0: So even though they're cold, the the lengthening of the days starts to call them forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know here, one of the other signs of spring. So I have an elderly chicken. <laughs> oh, good. Geriatric chicken story. Geriatric <laughs> chicken. Um, but when she was younger, she and her sister would lay, you know, through uh, up until like, Probably November or whatever. And then they would sort of not lay through the for like three months and then start again. And as she's gotten older, that pattern has changed and she's not laid for longer periods of time. This year she started laying like, I don't know, last week or so. And that is always a good sign that spring is coming. Um, her eggs are a little bit sad this year, but you know, she's still making the effort. I guess <laughs> her body's still like, it's spring. <laughs>
1: Well, that makes sense why there's such um, spring imagery with eggs then.
0: Well, I think it's chickens and the birds. So here, I don't know when this happens where you are, but here the birds are starting to nest and mate. And it is, I mean, it's off the hook. The bird song is wild, especially in the mockingbirds. They're the Mm all-nighters. They're like, it's 3 a.m. I'm calling for my mate. Come on out. And we're like, pillow over the head, shh,
1: it's okay, It's sun's not <laughs> up yet. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we have, when the robins start returning here, that's a good sign. And people have this, around here we have this kind of strange, um, I don't know, folklore, or myth or whatever. If you see robins three times, that means spring is here. So oh. yeah, if you see three robins, like you count, you know, you saw one one day and you saw one a couple days ago and then you, then there, that means there's enough here that you can see them that many times. Um, but you know, sometimes they get snowed on too. So they are signs of spring, uh, but uh, it doesn't mean like we will never have any snow after that, but right, yeah. we don't have mockingbirds here. So
0: so you get yeah. to sleep through the night is what you're saying, basically. We do. <laughs> Oh, it's funny because when I see Robins, I think it's winter. And oh. so they must come here more for winter. Cause I tend to notice them more in the winter and then they must go back to you. I don't know. I'm making that up. So if anyone here is a bird aficionado, um, you feel free to call me out. Cause I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just that just, I just want to name, I associate the Robins with winter. Cause that's when I tend to really notice the influx of those particular birds.
1: And that's why we have our free um, guidebook and our bigger um, guidebook, too, about celebrating spring equinox in a way that makes sense to you. And that's, yeah, we we have these um, the workbooks you can the Spring Equinox Celebration Guidebook is there. And we have a free one for you to um, as like a taste tester. So you can see what's in there. So there there is a free mini one available. But we recognize that when we, me and Emily, talk about the solstices and equinoxes and celebrating them, like some of it to me, like when people start talking about I'm like, wait, a minute, I'm not ready for that. That's not (laughs) happening here. So why would I start to do that? But we put this guidebook together to help people tailor their celebrations and observations and honoring of this transition in nature to match what has actually makes sense for you.
0: Right. In the location that you live in, you know, and, and I think that's a really important thing in any celebratory thing that you do to honor the shift in the seasons is to find what resonates in the space that you're in. So, you know, what, what is happening outside and when you go outside and you start to feel into that, how does that influence what's happening inside of you? And then crafting your own celebration around that. I mean, that's really the point of these guidebooks that we created was to help you to tap into like, what's the energy where I live? What's the energy in my body? And how do I want to rock out this celebration for the equinox so that I can really feel like it speaks to me? So, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And realizing that we don't have to do a big celebration on the day of the spring equinox, that there are things that we are uh, doing and observing um, as we get to the the pinnacle, the the party day, right? <laughs> like there's a whole s- things, a lo- lots of things we can be doing to honor and observe that transition. Because spring, you know, there is like a ramping up of spring, then the the um, the lining up of the sun with the equator, that's kind of like the big pinnacle of it. And then afterwards, there's still more signs of spring that are, you know, the melting away and the transition to, to be it. It's not like there's spring, summer, winter, like specific days, and then it's done. Like it all just blends into each other. So that's what our guidebooks help too, is to be able to Um, acknowledge all those things that are happening within the ebb and flow of within that season itself.
0: Right. And, and I think, you know, we, we often focus so much on that one day Mm -hmm. um, of like, oh, it's the equinox, we need to celebrate. But really when you're, when your, I guess, spiritual path is really tied to the earth and tied to those seasons, you're celebrating what's happening at any given moment and you're following oh okay yes yeah, spring equinox cool here's that moment of balance but now that w- that balance tilts and moves forward and those days are starting to get longer then we have this whole other this whole season of spring to celebrate and prior to that we have that whole season of winter feeling it start like the ebb and flow of it all is really mm-hmm. what I think um I know I'm celebrating kind of all the time is tuning into what's happening as things ramp up and back down, as, as new seasons enter and then fade away. So it's very cool.
1: Yeah. It's like there's there's early spring, there's mid spring, there's late spring. You know, we always think about spring as just like one, one thing, but yes, the ebb and the flow of it within itself.
0: It's a whole quarter of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so for those of you that might be watching live, um, you can absolutely hop up into the description and click on the link that's up there and that will take you over to sign up and get your own uh, free guidebook so that you can see a little bit about what we're talking about, some of the prompts, divination, there's, there's goodies in there for you. Um, and if you're catching this on our podcasts, I will I know for my podcast, I will put a link for that in my description, but you can also find it on my website wisewomanwitchery.com.
1: Yes. And the the bigger one, if you decide to purchase that, it's only $19 and it's like 45 pages packed with, we have recipes, activity suggestions, um, a whole section where we help guide you through connecting with the season and celebrating in a way that um, you want to, whether it's in your home or with others. So it's like this exploration um, set of of questions and um, reflections for you to do. And you can use that every single um, season. When Mm -hmm. it comes around, you get to download that um, document. You can print it, you can type in it. It's um, electronically fillable. So it's yours to keep. Um, And it's really full of all sorts of useful information for the spring equinox.
0: Nice. Erin, do you have a favorite way to celebrate the spring equinox?
1: Well, I would say decorating eggs seems to be like really uh, core, you know, something that I am keeping from my childhood. It's just so much fun. I don't have any, um, I don't keep chickens like you do. And I know other people that do around here and they will say, oh yeah, now my chickens are producing more. So like in the beginning, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know there was that correlation between like, why are these eggs... Why, what's the deal with these eggs? Um, but now I, re- I just love the symbolism, the colors. Um, I don't know the whole process. And I have children now too. So to get them involved. And I like to play with different herbs and plants to see what kind of dyes
0: I can get out um, to work with the eggs as well. So I have to say that is one thing that I have never done is used plants to dye mm-hmm. eggs. It's like my fantasy where I'm like, I'm going to dye eggs. Okay. Here's my confession. I hate hard-boiled eggs. Ah! <laughs> I think they're super gross. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, what I did last year, actually, because I love decorating eggs, too, and what I did last year was I blew out an egg, and then I drew on it with yeah. um, markers, and then, actually, I just broke it the other day. Other confession. No, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's an egg that doesn't have anything inside inside. <laughs> it's time for a new one. That's all it's telling you. It's time for a new one.
0: Right. It's time for a new one. Um, but I bet you could probably dye blown out eggs as well with plant dyes.
1: Yeah, um. Yes, I have not done it, but it would make it would make sense that you could do that. There are some that um, can be boiled with the plant material, and some that just soak oh. with the plant material. So maybe I'll give uh, do some experimenting with uh, eggs that I blow out this time. So. We'll put that in the next spring guidebook. How to do that?
0: Yes, yes. Well, this one actually has um, the the bigger guidebook has some information on how to dye eggs with plant.
1: Oh yeah, there's like three pages of that. But I don't. I need to try it with blown out eggs to see. You know how would I do that if because some I usually boil the plant material, um, and the water and the egg together. Um, uh-huh. but with a blown out egg, I just don't know how that would.
0: I just don't know. It's a fun experiment. I love experiments. Mm -hmm. It's like a science project that's totally tied to the season. Yeah. Fertility. I mean, that's what eggs represent, right? It's all about fertility and new, 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 new everything. New birth, new growth. Yeah. Bursting forth.
1: (laughs) Food. Oh my goodness. Back in the day when you didn't have a supermarket, it meant protein and sustenance.
0: Yes, it yeah. meant that it definitely meant that, and it meant that you know the with the baby animals coming, there's going to be more milk. Um, the ground is thawing, so we can grow some stuff because our winter stores are getting pretty sparse at this point. We're so blessed to be able to just hop on down to the market, but you know, or when you live in a more temperate climate, you can still grow through the winter
1: yes there's no growing here unless you do it inside so what are some other things you like to do for spring celebration
0: um you know one of the things i really like to do is to make like um to make wreaths and to make bouquets of spring flowers what's always disappointing to me is that all the spring wildflowers they don't really like to be picked and put in water they're like oh our little heads are falling over very quickly um but there's some that do, do tolerate it more. And I do, I do love to have those splashes of color. And then I love the idea of making a wreath and um, having that splash of color as well. So, yes, yeah. they're very
1: um, short-lived. And I'm trying to think of ones that dry well. And I just can't even think of a spring, um, early spring flower that would even dry well.
0: But there are Well, calendula is coming up here.
1: Oh. And
0: that dries pretty well.
1: Yes, that does.
0: Um, so that's a that's a good one. And then um, we actually on, on the edible side we have borage. Oh, well, calendula is edible too, but uh, borage is coming up as well, starting to get those little buds. So pretty by the equinox, we will definitely have some of those lovely purple flowers.
1: Wow, we. I mean,
0: I'm waiting for those in June and July. <laughs> we are late <right> here. <laughs> Right. That's so interesting. So then those become your summertime markers, whereas yes. here they're the springtime markers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. So I love celebrating like that. I also love to make some yummy food. So uh, springtime things like asparagus. Mm. I got myself some asparagus this morning at the market. Um, so I love those springtime foods as well. All the the plants that are coming available at this point in time.
1: Yes. Eggs, asparagus. For us in the spring, it's nettles. Oh, yeah. Nettles. Um, Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Have you ever made that nettle cake? I've seen recipes for the nettle. this nettle cake online.
1: I haven't made the nettle cake, but I have used nettle leaf powder in some um, other sweet like cookies and stuff. I've been really um, experimenting with it and um, about one tablespoon to two tablespoons can be hid in like I put them in no bake cookies Oh, Um, uh it's just like chocolate and um, I don't know butter and oatmeal Uh, but the color that really dark green color some people don't really like to see that so if you can hide it under another color um, and which is the chocolate the dark brown and then the flavor really didn't the flavor of the nettle didn't really come out either. So there's that really deep green. If you're going to love that color and some of the flavor of it, Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to love that too, but yeah, that beautiful nettle dark green cake I've seen online, that to me is really beautiful. And, um, hopefully I can make that someday.
0: Yeah. One of the women in our circle in my women's circle made little mini nettle cakes for all of us last year. And like, crumbled up cake and dyed it green and put it on the top so it looked like moss was growing all over these it, they were so beautiful um and i don't know if i'm a human that has enough patience i love to cook but i don't know if i have enough patience to cook on that level but i wish i did <laughs> <laughs> because that was not only delicious but it was super beautiful
1: yeah or we just find the friends who can do the patience part <laughs> i
0: was just thinking you know cookies do ship well Hint, hint.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, <yes, I> <laughs> yeah. And it's um, how did it taste? Did you did you notice oh, was, any?
0: I didn't notice the nettle uh, No, I didn't notice it, but it was delicious. It yeah. was it was delicious,
1: and it's so good for you. It's so good for spring allergies, and um, his, it's an antihistamine,
0: so it's really mm. good. It's excellent. So because we're doing this live, I noticed that we have a few comments that are coming in, and I think it's worth noting them because um, I know Dana says this is great nettles. She puts them in lasagna.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I think that's a fabulous tip, right? So bring bring in the nettles for the spring lasagna. Yum. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lisa mentions that uh, she's been tracking the resident nesting duck pair that arrives when the daffodils bloom. So just signs, right? Like going back to what we were talking about earlier, signs in your area that spring is coming.
1: I love it. She says Daffy's equal ducks. Yes. <laughs> Daffy girls equal ducks. That's, that's really great. That's called phenology. When people can uh, see things in nature that really happen quite uh, frequently every single year. And those things um, indicate other things that are happening like when the for here it's like when the oak tree leaves have become the size of a mouse's ear that's the time to plant your peas so um yeah so that's really great great that she noticed how the daffodil um the daffodils are in bloom and then hey if you were that kind of um forager at the time you'd be like good we're gonna go look for the duck eggs now now they're here (laughs)
0: great no you don't look for the duck eggs no please don't look for the duck eggs everybody just let them become babies well back in the day when people were no markets when we didn't have I'm talking like you know I know, I know. I know. I'm joking see here's yeah. the other thing baby ducks are one of my most favorite things in all the land I don't know what it they almost make me cry because of the way they touch my heart because they're okay. so freaking cute I just want to put them on my face <laughs>
1: Well, you know, that's a big spring imagery too, when I, you know, is like little ducks and, and chicks. And um, yeah, I mean, just after going through a whole winter of just sameness here, <laughs> there's not no sun, it seems like sometimes. And they have these fluffy, you know, beautiful little ducks and they're, they're different
0: colors. Oh, yeah. The precious babies. Uh, the other baby thing we had at our house was uh, on March 31st, four years ago, I had adopted a pregnant cat that gave birth. And so it was right after, you know, spring had just started. And so we have that as one of our markers, our personal markers in our home is it's like our spring kittens. <laughs> yeah. All of the Better things been born. Yes. Yeah. So. Spring equinox. So the other thing, just to throw out there to folks, if you're hearing this before March 20th and you're looking for ways to celebrate maybe in community, Erin and I have joined forces to co-create a a spring equinox ceremony that we're offering to the public. Um, If you're watching this right now live with us, I did not put that link up in the description, but you can find out more details. If you sign up for that guidebook, you'll get an email with all the, the details in it. Um, And if you're already in our communities, you'll already know how to come hang out with us. Um, But one of the things I love about all the seasons is getting to celebrate in community because there's something really special about creating your own celebration and then also getting to be with other people and feeling that collective energy of co-creating and celebrating together. And we can do that and still have that energy on the internet, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We've Emily and I have been
1: doing this for a while uh, <laughs> doing internet ceremonies, so we have some fun things that we can do to, you know, create that space virtually. Um, so it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to be able to do it in the comfort of your home. Um, and like I said, here where it's winter, today is pretty icy out. So uh, by the time our ceremony comes around on March twentieth. Uh, then, you know, if there's inclement weather and we can't travel, it doesn't
0: matter because we're going to just be right here on the virtual space for the ceremony. Yep. And we'll be warm and we'll be feeling the energy of the time, even if it's still chilly outside. Exactly. Yep. Trying to wake up, wake up the space,
1: wake, wake ourselves up and um, get ready as spring is coming through.
0: Right. So one more thing I want to mention, uh, you know, is that one of the things I also love about this time of year is sort of that shift from quiet to quickening, how we go from, you know, everything's kind of still and it's, it's cold and nothing's really growing. And then everything starts to wake up. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, it actually can give me anxiety, to be honest, because the shift here can be so profound that all of a sudden everything is growing. And I'm like, no, wait, I'm not ready. (laughs) Make it stop. That's why um,
1: shifting you know, slowly into, yeah, it's good.
0: Right. So what I like to do, one of the things I like to do is intentional movement.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: like putting on some crazy wild drumming and just like flailing around and feeling it or hopping up and down. And I know it sounds silly and it probably can feel silly too, but it also feels really good to let your body really wake up to find mm-hmm. like intentionally. Like most of us probably have some type of exercise we do throughout the year, whether it be walking or harder cardio or whatever but uh even in the winter months but there's something about intentionally being like i'm waking it all up here it goes that feels pretty amazing um so anyway just good for thought if you're if you're having a challenging time with that transition you can ask your body to make it by putting on some music and just having yourself a little dance party wildly like a feral beast (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a great suggestion. And Emily has a lot of good suggestions in the guidebook too, about making that transition from one season to the next. So
0: get your guidebook, get your guidebook, learn how to do the thing, or you probably already know how to do the thing, Mm -hmm. but learn some new ways to think about it. There you go. Yeah. Is there more Aaron or are we wrapping here? I think we're wrapping up lady. I think so too. so, Thank you to everybody who joined in live. For those of you catching this on our podcast, thanks for listening in. And I hope that we will see some of your beautiful faces smiling back at us uh, during our spring equinox ceremony. Absolutely. Come join us. Join us. It will be fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See you, everybody.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by you can rate us, you can review us or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you could do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some gold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you, you know, whatever love it i totally love it It, that way people who are checking out podcasts will be like hmm that veronica and emily sound like an interesting listen i think i'll pop over there or wow they're off the hook we'll go listen to them those people can't stop laughing (laughs) there must be something good here (laughs) i could use a good laugh anyway so do that please We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And, uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door.